Welcome, everyone, to the GLS and Beyond Leadership Podcast. My name is Jerry Purdy, and I serve as Executive Director for GLS and Beyond. And boy, do we have a one for the books today, do we? Oh, my goodness, we do. We do. And uh, yes, and it's good to be with you, Jerry. I'm Kelly Bird. I get the privilege of working alongside Jerry uh, in this GLS and Beyond endeavor here in Northeast Indiana. What a journey these last 18 years and, uh, and it was 18 years ago or beyond, probably even 20-something years ago, when in my old life at Blackhawk Ministries, I got to first meet our guest today, Mr. Eric Headley. And Eric, I cannot tell you how great it is to see you again. So you great too, to have you man. with us. Thank yeah. you for joining us. Oh, thanks for the invitation, Kelly. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, Eric. Can you just tell us what you do here yeah. in the city? It's a big job. And right. while we know that it's a big job, we can't wait to dig in to more about IRIC. <laughs> well, thanks for the invitation. Uh, I want to co-sign everything that Kelly said. Uh, Kelly and I go way back um, at Blackhawk. Lots of lots of life. You know, I think we focus in on roles and responsibilities, but uh, the life and purpose is really more significant to me. And so I, I, I will start there. I'm a husband, uh, married 15 years. Kelly married us. Wow. Oh, that's um, awesome. It was an yeah, <laughs> aw- awesome day, awesome, just an awesome journey. Uh, my wife's name is Tamara. And uh, I, I married my uh, my middle school sweetheart. We, yeah, we've been rocking for a long time, me and Tamara. <laughs> um, and so I'm a dad, two young boys, uh, Braxton and Maxwell Headley that I love so much, love them dearly. Maxwell has more of my personality. Uh, my oldest son, Braxton, has my wife's personality, very laid back, uh, kind of a very soft, kind person. Uh, not saying that Maxwell and I are not, but uh, <laughs> but, in, but in my spare time, uh, I, I, I run this awesome initiative called Fort Wayne United, which is a citywide initiative now kind of taken off nationally, which we're honored by. Um, and, and really we focus in on how advocacy really makes impact on the ground. We talk a lot about advocacy, but when it truly is, uh, working, it it makes tremendous impact on the ground. So that whole intent versus impact concept comes into play because our, our intentions are definitely, we want everybody to have a piece of the pie, Mm -hmm. but when you truly are able to put those things in place for that to happen, it makes the impact. So. So homicide is the leading cause of death in African-American males ages 10 to 24. And so I've been in America for somewhere around 20-something years. Um, Within two weeks of being in in, uh, America, in Fort Wayne, Indiana, I saw a young black man die on my front porch. Um, He was shot about a a block or so away and ran from the individuals that were chasing him and died on my front porch with, with me looking out. And I'm like... This is not what I saw on television, you know, for America, you know, watching Dallas with my mom (laughs) and all the different shows, the A-Team and Knight Rider. Nobody talked about homicide. And so for me to see a a black man get shot and killed, it just put something inside of me. So years later, uh, I went the wrong direction, definitely the wrong direction. A lot of grace and mercy. God giving me way more than I deserve, but not giving me what I deserve at the same time. And so when I when I was offered uh, this job to really lead this initiative. Those days and those memories of watching a young black man die um, really just, 
kind of brought it all back to back to life and i said hey man we gotta we gotta get involved in this thing so that's full circle uh, how we ended up at this position wow yeah who when you say offered this job who offered you this job so it was the city it was it was mayor tom henry yeah and his team uh i, I was running a small nonprofit that uh that that came out of my heart uh something called icon family mm-hmm. with a few friends of mine and um yeah i was doing that work underground uh, doing some music stuff mm-hmm. you know and uh, mayor henry and his team had two national initiatives that they were starting to get into cities united and my brother's keeper from the white house and needed somebody to run it so they offered me the job and and i said i was like no i'm not doing that uh i don't i don't i don't want to work for government I don't want to work for a church. Those are the two promises I made. I broke all of them. Right? Never I say never, said, Eric. I even said I wasn't going to get married. Look right. at me now. Yeah. You know? So yeah, you never say three. I broke it all it's those the great promises. Nobody <laughs> 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 listens to Eric's uh, promises. But yeah, so I, you know, it was a uh, it was it was a good opportunity for for me to get into a space of um, working for the community and and serving at that capacity. Mm-hmm. And so now we have a monster of an initiative that's just going all over uh, the country now and helping other other cities to set up what their advocacy looks like. So it's awesome. That's incredible. It is. Uh, did you think 15 years ago when you, mm-hmm. you had the young Irik and Mara standing in front of you, what did, what did you think, Kelly? I mean, and what has your perspective <laughs> been as you've seen his leadership grow? Yeah, it's a great question. When I first met Irik, and and then that led to you know a friendship, and then that led to me standing with him Tamara 15 years ago. Um, I remember, and he and I have talked about this from the day I met him. I saw capacity, mm-hmm. uh, real capacity. It was a big tank, man. There was lots there, and um, and Eric, as he said, had made some mistakes. There were some lessons he had to learn. I just I didn't care about that. I just I knew he had learned them, mm-hmm. so that was really encouraging. And I think early on, my my main hope for him and my main concern for him was I wanted him like he already said. So it warmed my heart when I heard him say this just a few minutes ago. I wanted him to be a good husband, mm-hmm. and I wanted those boys to have a good dad. Uh, and I probably we wouldn't say good. I wanted them to have a great dad. Mm-hmm. And some of the challenges that he has faced, some of the things that he and Tamara have had to navigate uh, to watch uh, where they've gone from that day to this day has just been remarkable, really encouraging. I'm so thankful. Um, I knew that he had leadership capacity. I knew that Irik, being Irik uh, in this community with his gifts and talents and what I knew meant a lot to him. I knew he would have to. I knew he would have to navigate. Mm. I knew he would have to. And here's the other thing: I knew he would need is wisdom. Mm. Uh, I knew there would be feelings. I knew there would be emotion. I knew there would be opinions. I knew there would be expectations. But I used to just pray that God would give him wisdom mm. to be able to navigate that in a way where he was true to what was important to him, true to what was in the heart of God. And was and true to what these people that God had allowed him to serve, uh, what they really needed. So, uh, 
Yeah, I've just I've just been thrilled, and it's been great to pray for him, walk with him. There are seasons in the last 15 years mm-hmm. we've gotten to be together, mm-hmm. seasons where we haven't, mm-hmm. but every time you know we get to see each other, my heart's just filled. Wow, that means a lot, man. Yeah, it does. It Capacity really does. that started way before those 15 years, right? So yeah. maybe yeah. maybe Eric should tell us. He yeah. said when I came to Fort Wayne mm-hmm. and living outside of the country, maybe for those that don't know your story how did you get to fort wayne so my father which is something that kelly and i uh, connected on um was a pastor and uh, so in trinidad and tobago he was under the church of god denomination and what what took place is that whoever was next in line you got the big promotion so the big promotion at that time was for him to come to the u.s and pastor a church called mckee street church of god it's now known as new life Pastor Steve Terry is the new pastor there. Well, he's not new anymore, but he took over from my father. Um, and that's what brought us to the United States of America. And unfortunately, approximately three years after my parents were divorced, my mom and I are looking for a place to live. Uh, sister went away to college on a scholarship. She went to Northwestern. So it was it went from a family of four to a family of two wow. real fast. Um, a unit of two, I should say, not a family, a unit. And so, yeah, my mom and I were... We had to grind to survive, and we ended up living right next to the, the at that time, the biggest drug dealer in Fort Wayne, and then whoosh, life just took a turn. So, But that's what that's what brought me to Fort Wayne, Indiana, was really my father's ministry. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. And then, you know, growing up and, and seeing that, and then what you do today with Fort yeah. Wayne United. Right. Uh, I know what he does. I've had the privilege of hearing that. Kelly, you know, mm. but I don't think our maybe some of our listeners don't know all of what Fort Wayne United yeah. does. Fort Wayne United does, I mean, we, we, we do a lot. Uh, the, the team does a lot. Um, we hired a, an awesome young man by the name of Greg Smith-Causey. And uh, he's he's going to be running over, running our programs, looking over all those programs. Uh, I think we got like nine or ten programs on the ground. And so everything from uh, law enforcement and communities of color relationships, how do we bridge those relationships, foster those relationships um, without pointing a finger? Um, homicide, for instance, uh, when, a, when, a, when a person is, is murdered, that family's going through the worst time of their lives and they need the most support. And, and what typically happens, not every time, but what typically happens is a young man is killed, uh, an older man is killed, a woman, whoever it might be, and support is pouring out for that family in the community. But as soon as that funeral happens, it goes silent. And now you got a family member uh, sitting down wondering what just happened. They're dealing with their new normal, right? Their new normal, whatever that looks like, mm-hmm. you know. And so they need the most support then. Because mm-hmm. now you're just starting a journey that you did not put yourself on. And so we even had to have a program uh, with churches around the city. Uh, I think we got 14 churches signed up. Wow. Who... Uh, serve those families meals that's great no questions asked drops a hot meal to their door they 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 get it it's no no bait and switch hey come to our church we'll feed you no out of the love of their 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 hearts and uh because of christ they drop meals off Mm. you know right right to that family's house so these are these are all things that the community might not know but we also got to be very careful jerry because we're dealing with a a pretty pretty nasty topic and subject right homicide is terrible and so we can't say, hey, look at us. We, we serve those families because mm-hmm. somebody has to die for us to jump into action. Mm-hmm. 
And so we can't put that on Facebook and say, look at all of what we've done. So we keep a lot of stuff uh, low key, as we call it on the streets. Then we have a 10 point coalition uh, where we employ 20 something people or so individuals who used to be a part of the problem. Now they want to be part of solution. They have the understanding of the streets. Um, If you put me on the streets now, 11 o'clock at night and ask me to walk, I ain't doing it. (laughs) You know, I'm I'm not I'm not doing that anymore. I got a family. I'm not cut out for that anymore. Uh, But we've got an awesome team of men and women who love to walk the streets and help. And so in a specific community, we focus in on that. So um, 73 percent reduction in crime in our first year in one community. And so it's community, community, community. Um, so it's, it's, it's just been amazing to watch. So, yeah, we do we do quite a bit. We got our newest initiative, United Front, that is just going awesomely well, uh, really bringing the humanity back to, to, to human beings instead of, oh, you're a Republican or you're a Democrat or you're a Trump supporter or you're Biden, you're this, you're that. No, you're a human. And we all have these issues that are in our heads, our hearts and our hands. And that's what we want to deal with is the humanity of us all. What brings us together? You know, you and I might not see everything the same. We might be philosophically different in many different areas, but you're a human being. And when we start there, it creates a common ground. And at the foot of the cross, at the end of the day, we're human beings that are that are broken. And that's where we start with United Front. So, Well, I know why you all are friends. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah, you we... are two great relationship builders, and that's... Mm-hmm. That's why you've both been so successful, and I, I love that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I love me too. it, Irik. When you when you think about from your perspective, and I I value your perspective as you know on so many fronts. There's things you've taught me over the years. When when you from a leadership perspective, and the things that you believe to be so true and right about good leadership, when you look at the GLS mm-hmm. and what we've attempted over the years yeah. some of the success that we've had and some of the progress that we've made as you look at that and you can you can look at that bigger story from a couple hundred people mm-hmm. at blackhawk to you know the coliseum what's encouraged you about the gls and wow. and our efforts over these years yes. what are some things that have been helpful from your from your perspective in your opinion i would that's a great question kelly and, and the 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 honest answer is and this is going to sound like some type of some type of pitch man the honest answer is everything and i mean that mm. we 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 got to step back and we got to talk about what we have been able to do with GLS mm. so with our partnership with you mm. what we what we did was um early on we started to bring um when i had my nonprofit started to bring some some minority folks some african americans black and brown people to the GLS yep and kelly would say all right, here's the cost, you know, and then we would get on the phone. I'd say, Kelly, I need some help. Kelly would say, how many you got? I got 10. Bring them. Okay, what about cost? I don't know. Figure it out. Bring them. <laughs> they need to be here, Eric. They need to be here. And then he'll call me two days later. What are we doing with those 10 folks? You got them in yet? I'm like, yeah, what do you want me to do? Nothing. Bring them. Yeah. And so about the third year of that, we're like, the the, the group is growing. Yeah. We're, up to, we're up to 50. And so then Lori Whitman you know, got to be involved. And she's like, no, we need some structure. You know, we need to, mm-hmm. we need to have some names. We need to got, you know, and so we worked it out. So I got to start there because that turned into a thing called a leader's luncheon where yeah. we put 250 kids in a room and we talked about leadership with Kelly Bird and Mike Packnett and Chuck Surak and mm-hmm. all these men engaging our police chief, our fire chief, yeah. our mayor. 
and and that came from the GLS. Yeah. So it's not only about what it's done for me, but what it's done for those kids who typically feel disenfranchised, yeah. disconnected. How do I get to there? We put the journey in the room with them. Yeah. And we we put that that pen in their hands so they can write that story on how I'm going to get there. Yeah. And so that that means a lot to me, man. But but even on a on a personal level, mm-hmm. I think about the Henry Clouds and all these folks, man, that I've learned from. You know, um, something I use on a daily basis is the private, personal, mm-hmm. pervasive. You know, yeah. how do you how do you take things that become personal and it becomes pervasive and then it goes public with it? Yeah. I mean that that came from the GLS. You know, yes, on, yeah. on the streets when we're talking about conflict. Um, our murder rate is what it is across the country because of a lot of different things, but one component is conflict. And so when we can take the kids that deal with this in their everyday lives, when their uncles and, and brothers and sisters are being murdered, their friends and family are being murdered, they sometimes are on the opposite end of that gun. Yep. When we can educate them on conflict resolution skills, you know, typically the options if I get mad there's one option. The GLS has given five more options. Yep. Talk, try this, try that. Six options, seven options. The GLS has the potential to save lives. It's hard to track. It's hard to measure. Yep. But how many conflicts have we truly diffused by a kid saying, I'm going to try what, what, what Henry Cloud said that day, what Brene Brown said that day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try what T.D. Jake said. I'm going to try what Colin Powell said. Yep. I never forget Colin Powell at the GLS talking about the janitor that he sat in the room and said, "You have the most important job." Do you understand that? Yeah. That changes yeah. your perspective on leadership. It does. You know? no, it does. So yeah, yeah. It, it man, I, I can go on and on for hours with the GLS. It, it's been a it's been a major contributor to my leadership style. Yeah, I know. Me too. Well, you've been a major com- contributor to this community, and we're excited about what you're doing with United Front. Mm-hmm. Um, and and People don't know. Well, we don't know where you've been, but learn right now, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> but you have how many leaders engaged across the city with wow. United Front? Jeez, the, the the number, and I mean this genuinely, the the number changes every day. So I'm terrible at this. But two weeks ago, it was 7,200. Two weeks ago. Wow. wow. Yeah, two weeks ago, and we have uh, about 160 organizations. So every day, I, you know, I'm supposed to get a new number. I haven't kept track of the last two weeks. But yeah, let's, let's say 7,200 to be safe. That's incredible. It is. That's incredible. And if people want to be involved or engaged or they want to learn more about Fort Wayne United or United Front, where where could they go? FortWayneUnited.org or UnitedFrontInitiative.com. I get those two confused. (laughs) But you could, I mean. You can find it it on Fort Wayne United. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. It's, it's, It's both websites. Great places to be. Wow. Yeah. This. I've learned a lot today. I hope our listeners have I'm learned sure have. a lot um, yeah. and got to see the leader uh, behind the title, right? And, yeah. and just as you said, got to bring some humanity to the leader that's serving in such a big capacity. I appreciate Let me ask you one last question. Yes, sir. Um, when you think back on how old are you today? Man, Kelly, you're killing me. I'm I'm 41. You're 41. 41. So yeah, yeah. so go back 20, go back 21 years. Okay. And uh, what advice would you give, knowing what you know today? Yeah. 
what advice would you give your 20-year-old mm. self? And I'm sure you remember 20. I do. I know you know what you were doing at 20. Yeah. What advice today would you give your 20-year-old self? So 20 for me was right when I gave my life to Christ. Mm. 20. Terrible. Uh, suicidal. Um, goal was being the biggest drug dealer at 19. Mm. I was getting close to accomplishing that. And... Uh, gave my life to Christ right at 20. Wow. So right transition. So my advice to make this short would be stop and start hmm. this transition. Stop and start. Stop doing what you're doing. Hmm. Uh, because I think I think we as we as Christians, man, we 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 give a lot of hints mm -hmm. and, and we we try to soften messages so much that they're not they're, they're not they're not clear. Mm -hmm. I didn't need people to encourage me at that time. I didn't need people to hint. Yeah. I didn't need people to say, you might want to consider. Right. I encourage you. Yeah. I'm going to die. I can, I can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? <laughs> I'm going to die if yes. I don't stop. Right. I needed to stop what I was doing and I needed to start. I needed to give it a chance on the other end. I was, yeah. I was walking into Blackhawk at 22. I need to change my perspective on white people. Yeah. I need to change my perspective on the church. Yeah. Right. Because my father definitely did some spiritual and 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 uh, emotional damage by his decisions to me and my family, yeah. my attitude towards pastors, towards Christ, towards God. I needed to stop what I was doing and I needed to start. And it's just that simple, man. We can unpack yeah. that for years. But at the yeah. end of the day, I had to stop. It's great advice. And I had to really start on a different path. And, and so thank yeah. God, man, with you, the journey, so many others. Yeah. It's been amazing. Yeah, first first day I ever saw you sitting in a pew, you know, I could tell I don't I don't have a lot of gifts and talents. I can talk okay and I can read people pretty well. Mm. And I remember the first time I ever met Eric, I could tell he wasn't so sure he wanted to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I think he knew that because I told him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's acting like he had to read. You know, I, I, I remember walking up to Kelly six months after I was at Blackhawk. You did, and I walked up to him and I said, it, "It's taken me six months." to come and say hello to you. Yep. And I said, I'm Eric. And I said, what do you want to be called? And he said, Kelly. And I said, no, what do you want to be called? Because my, my culture, you call people pastor, reverend. He said, no, Kelly. I said, no, that's your name. What do you want to be called? He said, Kelly. <laughs> he sh shook my hand. That Boom. Was it. That was it. Off we went. So yeah. wow. So good to see you, man. Man, it's great to even be in the same room with you right now, yeah. man. And Jerry, you too. It's great to... This is incredible. I think what it taught us is we need podcast number two with Eric. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back. Thanks we'll so much, back. man. No, thank you for the invitation. I appreciate it.